Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, May 12th. The Listening Point. Today's scripture reading is found in John chapter 1, verses 45 through 48 from the Message Translation, which reads, Philip went and found Nathanael and told him, We found the one Moses wrote of in the law, the one preached by the prophets. It's Jesus, Joseph's son, the one from Nazareth. Nathanael said, Nazareth? You've got to be kidding. But Philip said, Come, see for yourself. When Jesus saw him coming, he said, There's a real Israelite, not a false bone in his body. Nathanael said, Where did you get that idea? You don't know me. Jesus answered, One day, long before Philip called you here, I saw you under the fig tree. This is God's word. I love how this scene was recreated in The Chosen with the backstory of Nathaniel, the mouthy architect whose life's work collapses right before his eyes, leading him to a if-you're-really-there-God moment sitting under a fig tree, waiting waiting for the voice, waiting for God to show anything but nothing. And so he torches his blueprints, reducing his dreams to ashes as he slumps into the depression in which his friend Philip finds him. We don't know what the real backstory was for Nathaniel, but this one works. Under that fig tree, whatever the real backstory was, Nathaniel had what he claimed as a whispering spot to which no one else was privy. And so the power of Jesus' statement, I saw you there, in undoing him. Nathaniel may not have felt heard, but he was seen. Cultivate the inner whispering spot. Cultivate your own inner fig tree. Then find your outer fig tree in which to experience it. Once again, from his book, Whisper, Mark Batterson shares, In 1956, environmentalist Sigurd Olson built a small cabin on the banks of Burnside Lake in northern Minnesota. The naming of Lake Holmes is customary, especially in the land of 10,000 lakes. Most names are rather predictable, but Olson was a little more intentional. His objective in building the cabin was to hear all that was worth listening for. So he named it, listening point. Listening doesn't happen by default. It happens by design. You have to go outside the camp and build a tent of meeting. You have to seek solitude, seek silence. You have to ruthlessly eliminate distractions. And you have to turn some voices down or tune them out altogether. I don't want to over-spiritualize the importance of a whispering spot, but I don't want to under-spiritualize it either. Even if you take the spirituality out of the equation, you need a space or place to some quiet and peace. If you live in a city as I do, it's not easy. And if you're a parent of little children, it might be 10 minutes during nap time. No matter, you have to be bound and determined to find a time and a place. Susanna Wesley raised 17 children in a very small home so solitude was hard to come by. Her whispering spot was a rocking chair in the middle of the room. When she threw a blanket over herself, it turned into her tent of meeting. 
Perhaps that's what inspired her son, John, to kneel next to his bed. Thomas Edison had a thinking chair. Alexander Graham Bell had a dreaming place overlooking the Grand River. Henry David Thoreau skipped stones on Walden Pond. Then there was Ludwig von Beethoven, who began his day at dawn with a cup of coffee that he prepared with great care by counting 60 beans per cup. He sat at his desk until early afternoon and then took a stroll to reinvigorate his mind. He carried a pencil and a few sheets of music paper in his pocket to record chance musical thoughts. Your whispering spot will be as unique as you are, but you need to find a time, find a place. So did Nathaniel. So must we. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, Ponder these questions posed by Pete Craig. What little solitudes do you have in your day? And how do you currently tend to use them? What emotions do you experience when imagining being alone and silent without a phone for a prolonged period of time? Recognizing that it's possible to be outwardly silent and still be inwardly noisy and chaotic, what do I allow to distract my thinking? and disturb my own inner peace. And then, cap this off with my question, where is your fig tree? Lord, I confess, I want the mighty rushing wind to fill the house where we're sitting. I want the fire to fall, I want the earth to shake, and I'm not really interested in fig trees. In short, I pine for the dramatic interventions of your voice, and I wonder what's wrong with me when I don't get them, and I'm tempted to make a lot of noise just to cover up the silence. Teach me to hear your whisper. Train me to hear the sound of a thin silence. Lead me to the whispering spot of my own inner space, where in the secret place of my heart, you cause me to know wisdom through the whispering of your voice through your mercies.